Welcome to Rhema for Today. And so that's the first thing you need to know about divine healing, that it's God's will because it's in His plan of redemption for us. The second most important thing is you need to know where sickness comes from. That is that Satan is the author of sickness and disease and not God. Acts 10.38 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. All those that Jesus healed, the multitudes as well as the individuals, the Bible said were oppressed of the devil. Welcome to Rhema for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on seven things you should know about divine healing. Next on Rhema for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. To begin with, I want us to read several portions of Scripture. Uh, let's begin with the eighth chapter of Matthew. Here in the eighth chapter of Matthew, the Word of God says, concerning the uh, centurion who came on the behalf of his servant, you know, and who was sick. And, uh, well, we'll just start reading the fifth verse. And when Jesus was entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, My servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus saith unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers unto me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth. And to another come, and he cometh. And to my servant do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. I just simply want you to mark those two words, great faith. Now turn right on over to the 14th chapter of Matthew. And uh, you remember here, Jesus came unto the disciples in the night walking on the water. When they saw him, they thought it was a ghost and they were afraid. Jesus said, it's I be not afraid. And Peter said, if it be thou bid me come unto thee on the water. And the scripture tells us that Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. And uh, he began to sink and he cried saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, that's this, uh, I want you to notice this particular 31st verse. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand and caught him and said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? Now I want you to underline those two words, little faith. Little faith. Amen. Then I want you to turn to the fourth chapter of Mark's gospel. Mark's gospel, the fourth chapter. And uh, we'll start reading with the 36th verse. When they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship. There were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. And he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow, and they awake him and say unto him, Master, carest thou not that we perish? 
And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? Now I want you to underline those two words, no faith. Then I want you to turn to uh, Romans, the fourth chapter. Here, writing concerning Abraham, you'll notice that 19th verse says, And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith giving glory to God, being fully persuaded that what he had promised is able also to perform. Now, underline the word, the two words, weak faith. And then in the uh, next verse, the 19th verse, and then the 20th verse, underline the two words, strong faith. Strong faith. Then finally, I want you to turn to 2 Thessalonians. 2 Thessalonians, first chapter, the third verse. 2 Thessalonians, 1st chapter, 3rd verse. We're bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is meet, because that your faith groweth exceedingly, and the charity or love of every one of you toward each other aboundeth. Now underline these words, faith groweth. Those two words, faith groweth. We have been... Uh, studying a series of lessons on the seven most important things that you ought to know about divine healing. Now, number one, we've already covered this, so I'll just barely mention it and go on. I have a purpose in mentioning it because I'm going to come back to this scripture. And that is that it is God's will to heal and God's will to heal you because healing is in the redemptive plan of God. Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 said, Surely he has borne our sickness, carried our pains. King James said, Surely he has borne our griefs, carried our sorrows. The Hebrew words here, and remember the Old Testament is originally written in Hebrew. The Hebrew here, the original scriptures read, Surely he has borne our sickness, carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. With his stripes were healed. Matthew 8, 17, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. 1 Peter 2, 24, who his own self bare our sins and his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin shall live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. And so that's the first thing you need to know about divine healing, that it's God's will because it's in his plan of redemption for us. The second most important thing is you need to know where sickness comes from. That is that Satan is the author of sickness and disease and not God. Acts 10, 38 said how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. All those that Jesus healed, the multitudes as well as the individuals, the Bible said were oppressed of the devil. Then the New Testament, remember that the Bible is progressive revelation. You have revelation in the New Testament that you don't have in the Old Testament. Uh, the Bible teaches us that sickness is satanic oppression. In Luke, the 13th chapter, in the 16th verse, uh, Jesus said concerning the woman who was healed in the synagogue on the Sabbath, whose body was bowed together, and ought not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, 
whom Satan is bound. She had a physical condition. Uh, her body was bowed together. She could in no wise lift herself up. Jesus called this physical malady being bound by Satan. He said, whom Satan is bound though these 18 years. Or not she, because she's a daughter of Abraham, to be loose from this bond on the Sabbath day. Then again, of course, in John 10, 10, Jesus said himself, the thief is come but for to kill, to steal, and to destroy. But I am come, hallelujah, that you might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. Then in 1 John 3, 8, it tells us that the purpose that the Son of God was manifested was that he might destroy the works of the devil. And of course, we think about sin, but right on the other hand, the previous verse we read said he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil leading us to believe or telling us that sickness and disease is also of the devil. Then the third most important thing that you ought to know about healing is that God dealt with sickness in the Old Testament as well as the New. You see, the Old Testament is type and shadow for us. And we read any number of scriptures where God said to Israel, you walk in my statutes, keep my commandments, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. And the number of your days you will fulfill. Well, he evidently didn't want them sick then, did he? Amen. Isn't that right? Well, if God didn't want his people sick then, how you suppose he wants his people sick now? Well, the Bible said God doesn't change. So if he wants his people sick now and he didn't want them sick then, then he's changed and the Bible's a lie. Amen. Isn't that true? But God doesn't change. Not even a shadow of turning with him. And of course, we come over into the New Testament and we see that, of course, the healing was provided for us. Now, Healing is ours. Let's come to the fourth most important thing you ought to know about healing. That is, how are you going to receive it? How is it going to become real to you? By what method? By what means? Well, now, first of all, of course, we read these scriptures here from Isaiah, the 53rd chapter, the 4th and 5th verses. And then we read also Matthew eight seventeen. Himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. And then we read from uh, uh, 1 Peter 2.24, the latter clause, by whose stripes ye were, not going to be, were healed. Now then, right here, I'm going back to my scriptures I read about faith to you. I wanted you to see something. Here Jesus speaks of one person of having great faith. He speaks of another person who was one of his closest followers uh, of having a little faith. Uh, the Word of God speaks about weak faith. We read it. The Word of God speaks about strong faith. The Word of God speaks about no faith. And yet these were, these were Christ's disciples when he said, how is it you have no faith? That just simply means that on that occasion they didn't have faith. And, and then we read about faith growing. So your faith can grow. Therefore, faith is measurable. It can be little or great. It can be weak or strong. Amen. The Word of God said also, we didn't read it, but the Word of God said also, about Stephen in the sixth chapter of Acts that he was full of faith. Well, now all of those believers had faith because it's all saved, so they had saving faith, but they might not be full of it. Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Kenneth W. Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. First in this month's offer is the Kenneth E. Hagan Legacy Bible, a beautiful soft leather bound Bible with his 26 original lessons on faith, 
and a memorable portrait. Also, four CDs from the Hagen family that include How to Grow in Love by Kenneth W. Hagen, The Lord Our Peace by Lynette Hagen, from Craig Hagen, Healing Belongs to You, and finally from Denise Hagen Burns, New Seasons, all for the special radio price of $140. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Crusade time. We're going to be January the 23rd through the 25th, Sunday through Tuesday at Lake Worth, Florida at Believer's Victory Church, Pastors Scott and Peggy Hill. Yep. And then we're going to move over to St. Augustine, Florida on the uh, 26th, Wednesday Mm -hmm. through Friday night, the 28th at Anchor Faith Church, Pastors Earl and Marcy Glisson. And then we are staying over and we'll be preaching there on Sunday morning in a special, special service there as they have uh, purchased the the property there. And it's going to be a special dedication type service or celebration service, we call it. So, hey. Come on down to Florida and, and spend a, a week with us That's here. Right. That, right should there. be warm. It should be warm. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll free. 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagen will continue his message, Seven Things You Should Know About Divine Healing. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen.